podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We will be sharing our experiences in all their ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we have worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. That being said, let's get into today's topic. Mentors and mentees. So, as we mentioned on last week's episode, having a mentor or a mentee can definitely like be another way to further your education and just learn from the people that are in the trenches with you or who have been in the trenches longer. Uh, and I thought it would be a good idea to have an episode about this yeah. just so you can like, so we can kind of discuss like the do's and don'ts lessons learned. Um, because like I said, me and Danielle are in the, I will say the middle of our careers or like reaching towards the middle of our career. Yeah. I think we're on the up end of the beginning. Getting yeah. To the middle. yeah. And so, I, like, over the last couple of years, I myself have been a mentor to other up-and-coming teachers or choreographers. Or, you know, like, I've had interns, you know, that are, like, college kids that are in dance programs away from the summer, you know. Yes. And so having to train them and work for and have them work with underneath me was a totally new and different experience versus me, who I still have mentors in some of the dance styles that I take, you know, or teach. And it, like, learning learning how to teach someone what you do in your head or how to do that, like, it can get very, like, cumbersome. Mm -hmm. So I think this would be a lovely subject to talk about. So to kind of start, I want to talk about, like, having a mentor um, and what and how a mentor is different than just your average teacher because yes. I think that's important. Um, so for me, the very first, like, I want to say mentor, mentor that I had was in college. And it was one of my professors. And it started with, for me, she was the only, I did not get along with the head of my MT department. Um, he and I bumped heads practically the entire time I was there. And I, I just had a very hard time adjusting with adult, like adults being adults and yeah. being like, Thinking that there was just a threshold for adulthood. Like, I struggled with that a lot, being like, if he doesn't like me, why don't he just say it so we can just not deal with each other? Right. And the first time I was ranting about it in the dance studio that was outside of my friend's, um, was in the downstairs studio outside of my uh, professor's classroom, office, she finally, like, came out one day and was like, he's never going to do that. That's not a thing that people do. Like, yeah. that's just not, like... He's never going to do that. Why do you think, you know, why do you think that? And the reason why she kind of slid out of just a professor and became a mentor to me is because the conversations we had about adulthood and the conversations about as a choreographer, as a dancer, as a performer, you know, I, one of the biggest things to this day that still matters a lot to me is that she said, you want to take as many styles as you can, because once you graduate, you have no clue how you're going to pay your bills. And if it wasn't for her, Lord knows I would not be paying my bills right now teaching dance. Because in this single day, I've taught hip-hop and step in one day. You know, so, like, I I kind of keep learning all different kinds of styles. Actually, I also did a little bit of Bollywood today as well. So, nice. like, it's because of her. Because of having that mentor that was like, when you graduate, you don't know how you're going to pay your bills. We would all love to pay them performing, but, like... 
it, it shows ends, you know, companies have seasons. So what are you doing in that downtime? Yeah. You know, how are you going to pay your bills? And so like those moments like that have kind of like propelled me forward. And she still checks in on me, you know, on me from time to time and things like that. But like that, that to me is the difference between just a teacher and a mentor is that their their conversations can be about everything. Like I remember the first time I got a paid gig out, I think I was still in college, I was in college, it was during the summer and I got offered to teach at a dance studio and they were like, what's your rate? And I literally text her being like, I don't even know what rate means. Mm-hmm. And she sent me like, I got you. She sent me like four or five text messages being like, this is what I charge. But again, I have two degrees. This is what, you know, like this is where a good place to start. This is what this, this is like just, she kind of sent all me this information of me like, thank goodness for her. Cause I'm, it's the same thing that Ali said. Like she had to Google stuff because she didn't know. Like I didn't know what a standard rate was for a choreographer yeah. that was still in college receiving their degree, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that my, someone that I considered a mentor was as well as a college professor. She started at my school. I went to the University of Colorado. She started at CU the same time I started. So she was like a freshman teacher, quote unquote, and I was a freshman. And so she also taught a lot of the, you know, it being her first year at our school, she had taught at other universities before, um, but it being her first year at our school, she taught a lot of the freshman core courses for dance so I saw her a lot mm-hmm. and she got to know us a lot and I got to know her a lot um and really took the time out to get to know me as a person and she got to know me and what uh, what is dance to me and what what styles do I like what's important to me and she was really the one that when we got when it became time to our get ready for our BFA concerts and I was like hey I don't want to do you know my as in any college program, super modern heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But oh, we yeah. had a big focus on postmodern work as well. Nice. And which is cool. I'm not a huge fan of postmodern dance. Um, and so I didn't know a lot of people did postmodern choreography for their BFA concerts. A lot of it was kind of, sh- this is what you should do. And I didn't want to. I wanted to do jazz and I wanted to do some like theater dance stuff and incorporate that side of me, incorporate that theater world in me into mm-hmm. my dance pieces. And, you know, my specialties are contemporary and jazz and that's what I wanted to do. And she really was the one that sat with me and was like, so then do it. And, but you know, nice. she didn't let me off easy. She was like, write me a proposal. Explain to me why you want to do this. Oh, nice. What is it going to look like? So she forced me to really think and push myself. Um, I cried so many times to her during my BFA process. She really helped me to find my voice in choreography. Um, She really helped me to develop. She was one of my readers on it, so she was someone that was with me every step of the process. She helped to grade me. If I had any issues in the department with anything, I knew I could always go to her as an advisor type, as a mentor. And she also, when I was getting ready to leave college, really worked with me in, in talking about where do I want to end up? What types of jobs am I looking for? What direction do I want to go in? And she actually was um, one of my references when I was applying to jobs after senior year, at the end of the senior year. And she um, actually got a call from Stage Door Manor and she was a reference for me and they chatted and she called me back and she was like, hey, I actually think that if you get offered this position, you should take it. And she was like, this is why I think you should take it. I actually nice. think this would be an amazing step in your in your career and an opportunity that you 
might want to explore. And she was right. And she was right. She really pushed me toward that choreography track, even post-college. Um, you know, we stayed in touch for a while after college through freshman and sophomore year. I got to see her a couple times. I had worked with her one summer on an internship project. She also writes films, and I got to work on one of her films one year. Nice. Um, so, and now she's the head of the dance department, and she's like a big wig. Nice. So she's yeah. really great. So I really do think that she helped me get through. I had a great time in college. I had a lovely college career, but I was also ready to be done after sophomore year, and she really kind of helped me buckle down and find my voice especially through all that tumultuous of a BFA concert. It's funny, funny that you say that. Christy was the person, uh, Christy was my mentor. Christy was the person that said to me, I talked about like frustrated with my empty department and like how I wanted to go audition for national tours and like some regional stuff. And she said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, what do you mean? She said, if you book something, you'll never finish college because you're miserable. You'll never come back. Because if you, she's like, if you realize that you're talented enough to make money off of what you're doing, you'll never come back. And she was so right. That sounds so crazy. And again, I did, I did very little professional work in college. I like, I would do smaller things, but nothing that was like, like would take me out of school for a semester. Yeah. Because literally she was right. Like that itch to be like done with school. Yeah, I had that. Very quickly for me. And I, I, a good amount of people have it, but a lot of people don't. But she just flat out told me, she's like, you'll never come back and graduate if you don't. She's like, I just know you. Once you start working, you're going to keep working and you're not going to want to come back. And she's right. Like, that's the reason why grad school is also kind of like up in the air for me, too, because I don't ever want to. I enjoy the work that I do. Yeah. Why stop to go back to school? I, I have no problem training, but why stop to go back and do a full on program again? Um, But since we kind of like talked about like our mentee, our mentor's experience, Let's talk about having a mentor, a mentee. It is one very different because the, so the first thing I should mention is that you never know what level your mentee is starting at because Mm -hmm. sometimes, like I said, I've had mentor, I've had mentees that are still in high school dance departments, studio trained. I have some that were college kids. Like, um, I had like an intern that she like, just graduated college so she had the wealth of knowledge but she had no practical like experience choreographing and so she i love her dearly but she drove me up the wall um because she had no practical experience she had no practical experience on like how to choreograph like she would choreograph such elaborate things in her head or Mm -hmm. on like dancers that have the most amazing bodies and then when we actually got the dancers, they could not do half the things that she wanted. And she, you know, and it would be something as simple as like, um, it was just like a heel stretch type thing. And she's like, it's so easy to do. I can do it. And I go, yeah, but you've been dancing for like years. Right. And these kids have only been dancing like three to four years. Right. And she goes, oh, well, they can get it. And I go, no, like you can't equate, like their bodies can't magically gain this knowledge. Right. You have to accommodate for what's in front of you, you know? And, or, like, her running auditions was also, like, it it was not good. So, the, the, I think the first thing you have to realize when you have a mentee is, like, wh- where are they starting from? Where's their background? Because I know I've also had the struggle of teaching studio dance versus concert dance. Mm-hmm. The professional world is concert dance. Yep. 
some studio dancers are really well trained and can adapt like that, like in the in the click of heels. That ain't every studio dancers. There are some studio dancers that cannot get out of the. I don't want to sound mean, but like the pageantry, I guess. Of yeah, kind of that like competition. Comp- yeah, like that like competition, competition kind of like like pageant. Yeah, it's kind of like a pageantry thing. And not to say that they don't work hard, because that's such a lot. But they, it's just a certain element of concert dance that is very, very different. Like, the pieces that you do are very different for competition that you would do for a concert dance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, in competition dance, you're not going to have a whole section about breathing. But a good modern piece will oh. have a whole section about and breathing. And gorgeous. Uh, and so that's just, like, that's something simple that you can kind of put to the point. Or in a competition piece i'm not going to put something in there that the dancers don't have down solid like in a competition piece we nail in doubles that's what we're doing but if we're doing it uh in a competition piece in a concert piece i've had you know i've choreographed a section give me as many turns as you got yep if, if you're landing three today you're landing three if we're landing quads today we're landing quads i i'm okay with either wherever the body falls wherever the body falls you know i'm fine with that um so Learning where they begin and where their knowledge starts is kind of step one for me. Um, From that, I guess the next thing I would have to say is, what can you realistically teach them? Remember, it's not a, when you're a mentor, it's not necessarily a classroom setting. Yeah. It's on the job training. So you kind of have to know, you kind of have to tell them how do you adjust for that job because I think that's the important thing about, like, internships and working with a mentor is that, like, every job is slightly different. And, like, I am constantly at different schools. At certain schools, I can get away with certain stuff. At other schools, I can't get away for certain stuff, you know. And when I say I get away, it could be as simple as my high school kids are not receptive receptive to ballet terms. So we're doing a billion pas de bourrées. I just can't call them a pas de bourrée. Right. Because they're, they don't, they just don't respond to that. Right. So, step, 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 steps that, you know, whatever funky little thing I come up with. But if I say, if I, if I use classical terms with them, it goes nowhere very fast. But then I have a middle school that had a previous dance teacher that only spoke to them in French. So they absorb those classical terms like it's nothing. That is something like on the fly when I had an intern, I had to be like, yeah, at this school, that's not going to work. At this school, totally going to work. Mm-hmm. And she... It took her a while to kind of adjust to the bouncing between the schools. Yeah. But that's what you have to deal with. Like, that was just the nature of the job. So I think you kind of have to show them what works for your job. Yeah. the job that you're on. I um, I actually just got a men- mentee. Um, and I agree. I think a lot of it is about the nature of the job. Because I actually have a mentee, going back to your first point that they have a lot of experience. They're a little bit older and they have a lot of experience. She went back and she just got her master's in dance education and teaching, um, but she's taught before and she's taught at schools before. But teaching at our school, at our company, that's a completely different beast. Mm -hmm. And so could she probably go into a classroom and be able to teach kids without a problem? Yes, but to be able to teach them in terms of the way that this company, this school wants those classes to look, she has no idea. She's never seen it before. And so it's super important that part of this is that she comes in and I have no doubt that she knows how to make an amazing warm-up. I have no doubt that she can choreograph a great piece. Mm -hmm. But it's making sure she gets all those little like clerical and businessy things and the way that we speak to the kids at this school and 
what's acceptable and what's not acceptable what you know what does the curriculum look like all of that stuff is what um is what we are are working towards um and it's it's really interesting to go through this process i haven't had a mentee yet i haven't had someone to train yet and i've been super excited and um She's been lovely so far, and, you know, we're starting to, we're just, like, doing a lot of talking. I'm trying to explain lots of stuff to her, where to find things, you know, where do you find Mm -hmm. this information, that information, what's due when, all those things, you know. But that's also the hard part. That it really is, because honestly, I feel like, I feel like, because honestly, I feel like next week when I'm like, okay, so on Tuesday, I want you to teach warm-up for all of the classes, so have a warm-up prepared to show me on Monday so we can look at it, tweak it if we need to, and on Tuesday you'll teach it. I feel like that's going to be way easier than all of this stuff. Is like, this is you then. This is how you access this. This is what you need to do at the end of the day every single day. Because, like, the thing that I have learned is that I go on autopilot when it comes to, like, paperwork and answering emails and things that I have to do because I just want them done. And I know if I don't get them done, I'm going to get more angry emails or phone calls or people are going to interrupt my class because I didn't do the paperwork. So, like, I kind of go on autopilot of, like, I'll get an email. If I can answer it in, like, five seconds, I'll answer it. Or, like, I'll crank out a text message to kind of solve it. I don't often think how I do it because I've been doing it for so long. I've been doing it for so long. And I know, and I'm like, yeah, I remember when I was lost in the sauce my first year, too. But Mm -hmm. now I know exactly how everything works. And I know how every everyone works i know how my bosses work i know and it's it's funny too because i know when to ask for my money for my budget right i'm trying to tell you know let let my mentee my at kind of in on some little secrets but also not say anything rude about anyone make your own opinions like all of those things but just letting her know like hey so something ever happens like come speak to me first like do not go to x y and z or you're going to reach out to this person do not go to that person yes like that's the that's yes, the right yes, thing yes, to yes, do to yes. make sure that and she gets it again like she's worked in the industry before she's taught kids before like she has a master's and a bachelor's like she's like i know what you're saying she's like i get it and right. then I have, like, some other teachers in my building being like, oh, so you would do this. And she kind of looks at me and I look at her and I just, like, shake my head because I'm like, she just got here. She's still like, oh, my God, somebody else is telling me something else. Is that what I do? And I'm like, I'm like, listen, like, I am not setting you up for failure. Right. I'm like, let me handle it. You know, like, yes. let like let me. Like, even this morning she showed up and someone tried to tell her, oh, you came late. You weren't supposed to come at this time today. You were supposed to be here earlier. And gave her this reason, and she came and told me, and I was like, no, like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, for today, I was like, I think the person who told you that was confused because we have a lot of stuff going on with state testing, and I think they got confused. Lo and behold, that was exactly what yep. happened. Yep, yep, yep. And I was like, I'm going to reach out to someone else on the side. I'm going to text them, get it all squared away. Like, you're not at fault at all. And if anything, I was the one that told you to come in at this time. So if anything, it becomes on me. It does. And I reach out. Everything's fine. Nope. You were right, Danielle. Like, X, Y, and Z. Other person's like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I thought it was already Wednesday. Like, you guys are so right. Not a big deal. Like, she's not in trouble at all. Don't worry about it at all. And another teacher is like, well, maybe you should, like, just go, like, apologize again. This is what you should st- say. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, girl, stop. I'm like, I've already handled it. I've already spoken. I've already spoken to this person over here. I've already spoken to that person over there. She's not in trouble. Everything's fine. Everything's squared away. Miscommunication, not even a big deal. 
end of discussion, she doesn't need to apologize again. Because now that's setting her up to look like she could always do something. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I was like, say my business. <laughs> right. And that's also, like, another valid point to bring up is that, like, you are responsible for your mentee, especially when you're in a work situation. Yeah. Like, like an organization, working for organization one. Two, there can't be, again, there can only be one chief in charge. And that's another point I've had to make my interns is that, like, do what you need to do in that situation. Always come tell me so I can deal with it. Because I think you bring up a very valid point is that me and Danielle work for large organizations or, ha- like, currently yeah. and in the past. Like, yeah. I've worked for an organization currently that we are at, at any given time, we can be, depending on which jobs, we can be at anywhere from 60 schools at one time in a moment. And so, like, our contact people are, like, brains are all over the place dealing with numerous events and organizations and things like that on top of that. Um, I currently work for one school that is, like, overloaded. They have way too many programs in their after school. Um, that is just a nightmare right now. But if you can get lost in the sauce, honestly, especially when you're new, because interns don't aren't typically new. New interns or mentees are not often there the entire school year. They'll be there for a piece of the year or like for a couple weeks or things like or a couple months or things like that. They can get very lost in you know kind of the push and pull of the organization. Yeah, and they again and they don't know any better because like one of those things of that always cracks me up is that program directors or like typically anyone with director on their title, they have so many things to do that they may not know what the direct answer is because that's not their. They're in charge of 16 departments. So they may not know the specific dance department rules or yeah. kudos because it's always been taken well, care of. So that, exactly. that's probably that's, one of those things of that, exactly that happened like with that's, that's exactly what happened where I'm like, they don't know what's going on on this end. That's why direct it to me. Or if I don't know it, yep. I'm going to direct it to this person. And like everyone else, you need to just like shush. Because I'm trying to set this person up for success, actually. Yeah, and you don't know what our, how our department yeah. is ran either. Like, I yeah. constantly go through that where I'll get told one thing and I'll be like, okay. And they'll be like, oh, you're not going to? No, because that doesn't actually apply to us. Like, I, because I'm often the only arts teacher at the school or, like, one of a handful. And they'll say something, all teachers, and then we ignore it. And they're yeah, like, same. oh, that involves you. And I go, actuality, in actuality, it doesn't. Right. Like, like, uh, the arts teachers at one of my schools, we're on, we have to turn in grades at the same time as the other teachers, but not the same way. Right. So when they start going, oh, t- grades need to be due by this date. Yeah. Yes, we know the same date, but ours have to get demailed, uh, emailed directly to one of the APs to approve them because not all of us go on the system or the system constantly knocks out our, us as arts teachers. Right. We don't know why. It's a thing we've yet to solve. But to just alleviate that, she goes, always send them to me. Right. Also, like, again, so I can have that stamp of approval so I know who's failing. I know what's going on. Because we're not always there for parent-teacher conference. And she's like, we need someone in the school that can back you guys up 24-7 whether you're here or not. So... Does the principal know that? No. Do the other teachers in the science department know that? No, and right, they don't. But I had like a math teacher that was like on her own little soapbox, being like, "You guys have got it, blah blah blah," and she's like going on and on and on, and like we're all just kind of being like, "This so doesn't apply to us." Yeah. And one of the APs stepped in, and she was like, "What are you even talking?" 
No, none of this yeah. applies to any of them. I had the same thing. So yesterday, um, I was saying, I can't remember what it was now, but I said something to um, the new teacher working with me, and I was like, blah, 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 and yeah, in the dance department, we do this. And one of the other teachers in the room was like, no, like, that's not what we do in, like, in my field. And I'm like, okay, well, like, but in the dance department, that's what we do. And she was like, no, it's not. Like, you do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, so actually, no, because, like, we've had conversations about this. We've had professional developments about this. Like, we talk to each other all the time. We're always in all in communication. And it's been approved by, like, their boss, like, our, like. (laughs) The boss's boss. Like, the boss's boss. I was like, this is how dance functions. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, so, like, some things aren't across the board. Yeah. Like. And it's just, and it's one of those things of, like, this is why you need a mentor or mentee to learn these things. Like, it's one of those things of, like, I remember the biggest thing I learned from one of my mentors with African dance and African drumming. One of the guys, he would drag his djembe and dundun, which are very heavy, especially after a long day of teaching. The dundun is exceptionally heavy. He would drag them from school to school. And we all would be like, this cannot be what you do. Like, this is exhausting. Yeah. Like, and I was like, my hands are hurting after playing, and you want me to drag this thing to and from the school? And then talk to my mentor about it. She goes, no, that's stupid. What you do is you make sure the school has the budget for it to buy a set of drums, and you just leave the set of drums at the school, or you rent it. Or you, like, you get your personal drum, you leave at the school. Like, you don't drag back and forth. That's too much work. All you need is a good space to store it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this makes so much more sense. But... That's what dance because African drumming falls under African dance, so that falls under the dance department with us. The instrumentalist, we're like, oh, you absolutely do not leave your personal instrument at the school. You do not like, but it's not. And we're like, not the same. same. Yeah, I I totally wish I could like close my you know case with my violin and take it, but like it was literally the violin teacher that was like, no, and I was like, yeah, it's not a violin. I can't just throw over my shoulder like this guy is heavy. So it's just like there's different ways that different programs work that you kind of have to like take into account. A lot of that is, and like we said, but like you were working the job. A lot of it's working the job, and a lot of your mentoring is not necessarily like, oh, this is how you dance, or this is how. But it's more about teaching them how to work. Yeah, teaching them how to how to make connections, how to talk to different people, how to work different jobs, what exactly do they need to be mm-hmm. doing. And also, can we just talk about for a minute how exhausting, how great it is. Let me preface by, <laughs> yes. it's awesome. Yes, it's it great is. to be able to train a new teacher, have a mentee, set them up for success, be able to like have that ability and responsibility. I'm at least super excited about my position and being able to do that. But it is also exhausting. Yes. I've had one for two days now and again she is lovely she's asking all the right questions she's awesome she's like not overbearing like she's so 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 good but I haven't realized I mean I always know how much I like need my alone time and like Mm -hmm. like really truly like just need to be alone like no one talked to me and even in my own apartment but I haven't realized in terms of like my preps and stuff at work, how sacred those were to be alone until all of a sudden it's like, well, now on my preps, I'm like, I'm walking her how to, walking her through. How does everything work at school? What, what do you need yep. to do? This is what, do you have any questions? Do you want to get feedback? Let's talk through lesson plans. Like, and it's like constantly go, 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 which might die down shortly. But right now too, I'm like, wow, like 
I can't just sit on my beanbag chair in the corner anymore and put on yeah. the office in the background while I work on lesson plans because I actually have someone that I need to explain all this stuff to like yep. explain things and help. The worst one where for me is that like I'm one of those people I don't like being rushed when I eat. I like to just sit down and eat. So I will often like like that is when I will like Maybe I'll check emails while I'm eating, but I'm typically, like, I'll watch, like, YouTube videos or, like, the latest dance video or something, like, pleasure. Like, it's not work. I don't do, I don't like working while I'm eating, typically. Yeah. And so, I will literally sit in my classroom and just be, like, eating, and I remember I had an intern at the time, and she, that's really the only, like, she missed my first prep in the morning, so lunch would be the only time she could ask me questions. Right. And I would find myself getting so angry at her. And I find, and like, she, one day, like, she caught on that I was getting angry and she, like, started to apologize. I said, stop, you're not doing anything wrong. This is just how I am. I'm just, like, I need my lunchtime to not have to think about work. Because I'm totally. at multiple schools and, like, all this other stuff. And I was like, so, like, sitting down and eating and, like, not talking about dance right now, this is the only chance I get all day before I'm at home at, like, 7 o'clock at night. And she goes, oh, that makes so much, you know. So cluing her in definitely helped a lot of our relationship of being like, oh, this is not like, this is downtown, downtime. But also like helping her kind of find that own thing too because she would be in classes in the morning and then she would come to me. And so she would just kind of be like, I'm so scattered brain right now. Like I'm still on like class and lessons or like she had to learn how to like manage her time. Like that is also... I think a huge part of being a mentor and a mentee is like teaching them the little ways to recover for themselves, like what works for them. Because again, these jobs can be overwhelming. And 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 things like, like today she was like, can I help with anything? Do you need anything else? And I was like, honestly, I was like, go home. And I was like, go home. I was like, you're fine. Yep. I was like, tomorrow's going to be observations. Like, or I was like, tomorrow will be a planning day. Thursday, we'll do, obs- you know, we'll do observations. You'll do observations all day. Friday, you'll do observations. We'll talk about, like, stuff that you can prep for next week. But even, like, I have to go into work early tomorrow for state testing. LOL. Ooh. And um, it's a rough time. And she was like, do I need to come in early as well? Like, what time do you want me here? And I was like, nah, girl. And I could, I could went and confirmed it with my boss just to, just to double check. But I was like, no, girl, like you come in at this time, like, don't worry at all. Like, that's not on you. So it's, it's, yeah, like, taking care of your mentee to make sure that they are feeling okay about everything and not crazy overwhelmed. And it's, it is a lot. Like, I'm like, wow, I've, I've wanted this. I've asked for this. I'm not upset about it, but I'm fucking tired. Yeah. Well, just because you have to plan for them as well as your classes. Right. And it's the same kind of thing when the overwhelming thing is that, like, I, on any given day, I teach upwards of four plus classes. So I'm four, six, four, I, I teach a lot of classes in one day. To new teachers, especially new teachers that are, like, I've had, to, coming from the studio world, honestly, or even in the collegiate world, like, people that are new to teaching professionally or choreographing professionally are not always aware of the time restraints. Yes. 
and the deadlines for paperwork of just like some costume paperwork and deadlines and things like that. Yeah. That's not, you're not used to that when you're coming and, out of a studio or coming out of like a school where you're learning. A 45 minute class of kindergartners feels like <laughs> three hours, yep. but a 45 minute class of my third or fourth graders feels like five minutes and I always need more time with them yep. and being yep. able to manage your time in that sense and be like, okay, like, this is what the class is going to feel like. I need to not beat myself up that we didn't get to X, Y, and Z in third grade because yes. because I we just, like, have so much and we start talking about things and learning other things and we don't have time. But in kindergarten, I got to plan for extra time because they're in kindergarten and, like, sometimes things don't go well. And, or, or learning like, that because that's always, yeah. like, I have, I'm teaching a lot of elementary school right now and I'm doing a music theater workshop with uh, my elementary school group and they were kind of like the MD and director I'm working with are new to the company. So they're kind of like, is it okay that we do this? And I go, oh yeah. yeah. Like they, they I... don't care. I literally had to be like, our bosses don't care. Like I told them a, a situation where like we literally did one version of the lesson yeah. plan. It was horrible. Oh, we adjusted how, yeah. it for period two. And it was kind of like, and even the teacher, the teacher at the school was like, I think you guys found the group. Yeah. Found the group. We're like, oh, we did, and that's what we did all day. And they were like, oh, you guys didn't have to report that. They go, we were like, no, our bosses actually don't care. Like, we know what we have to hit. Bosses don't. They don't care. Right. They're just happy and cheery. That's like that's so. like how it is. That's how it is with me too. And that's my other thing that I learn, know. But you have to learn that. On I the go, know. You know. I'm definitely like I can already tell. I'm pretty positive she has it in her, and it won't be a problem once we have this conversation. But in terms of, like, how to talk to the kids when she's teaching, like, right now she wants to be super nice to them and, like, sweet, which totally understand you're the new face. Yeah. But, but and I, I know she, she'll have, again, she's yeah. worked before. She's been a professional dancer. It. She's been a professional choreographer. She's worked to kids. I have no doubt that she'll be fine. And I think today she saw me kind of get snippy with some of the kids. But I'm like, you, and especially with our kids, like, where, where I teach, where I work, like, I'm like, you should have no shame in, like, like, if those kids are snippy to you, like, Put them in their place. Yes. And it's okay to be extremely stern and raise your voice a little bit. And I know that that's the thing that I'm going to have to go through with her because I was also there. I didn't want to be that person when I started teaching. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, no, you're fine. Sit down. Like, and, that's, and that's something that, like, is you do have to find the teacher voice. Yes, what I call that's, it. Yeah, it's exactly what it's because called. It's your some, teacher and voice. It's always yep. like that when you're new. And, like, I... I recently realized, because again, I started a new school, because I'm crazy. I'm at five schools now. Why do I do this to myself? I started a new school this week, and we were, I was in the hall talking with a principal, well, one of the principals, lead teachers, somebody important within the school, and a kid, like, this is middle school, they went, like, running past me, and I was like, hey, like, I, like, snapped into the teacher, I was like, hey, stop, we don't run in the hallway. Yeah. And he's like, never seen me. Yeah. He goes, yes, sir, sorry, and, like, stopped and walked. And the, it was the principal. She was. She started laughing. She was like, "You don't even know him." I said, "No, I've only been here like ten minutes." Right, but you. She's like, before. "But you." I said, "She was like, but you had no problem." I said, first of all, I'm a teacher. Like, yeah. you don't run in any school. It's never right. a good idea." I said, "Secondly, he nearly knocked me and you both over." So no, that whatever. Oh, I straight up told the kids, "I'm like, I am not going to the hospital today. <laughs> so you better figure your life out because I'm not Always. going." Um, I had to, I had that conversation that is like I'm not performing CPR. Get rid of the gum. Yeah. Get rid of the gum. Yep. Um, oh my god, I have kids chewing gum today nope. too, and they're like, "Why? It's not that big of a deal." And I was like, nope. "You could choke." And they're like, "I won't choke." And I literally was like, 
I'm CPR certified. I've never had to give CPR. I never plan on giving CPR. I've done it once so, in my life and I never want to do it yeah. again. It's the most terrifying thing I've ever done. I never want to do it again. So I'm always like, I'm not, nope, there's not a reason to do that. So ha- helping someone find that teacher voice is like, I remember those conversations. Like I know from, oh my God, the worst, like men, I was a mentee and I ha- went to one of the mentors. We were in a staff meeting and they called me out. There's like, your girl students are getting over on you. And I was like, what? And mind you, that's like half the department, over half the department. There's like, the girls are getting over on you. Because what they would do to me, because I'm a male teacher, they would say, it's ladies' time, I can't dance. It's ladies' time, mm. I can't do that trick. Or I can't do that. And and literally, in my mentor, she was a, a, a woman. And she was like, maybe it's their first, if, if she's like, if it's their first ladies' time. 100%, you need that time. That, like, send them to the office where you're like, get one of us, we got you. But... Most of these girls are just punking you because you're afraid to say anything. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want to cross the line. And they were like, you too respectful. We doubt you're going to cross the line. But like, don't let them punk you. And sure. And then not even that. Literally one of them, she was like, honestly, if it really is that bad, have them stretch because it's good for them. And I was like, okay, cool. So I remember literally like going head to head with this girl because she was like, mm, ladies time, not dancing. I was like, yeah, no, you are dancing. Right. And we were arguing back and forth and they across the hall, they heard me. And so the, my mentor came in and she was like, do you still want to use that same argument because I'm in the room now? And she got, the girl got super quiet and I was like, ah. So I was, I was, because I was so scared that challenging her on this because like, I don't want to be that person. But I had to find that ba- and now as like, I've been teaching middle school girls for years, so I've I've had the gambit of ha- being a right. male teacher having to deal with that. So I am so unfazed by it now, but I remember years ago having to have that moment of, like, being in class when that happens to a girl for the first time and, and all the yeah. reactions and all that, like, good Lord, I, God hates women. Every time I see a child have to deal with that, I go, good Lord, I'm so sorry. Yes, you can go to the bathroom. I will have a female meet you there because I want no part of that. Yeah. It's, a, it's crazy, but, like, Teaching someone how to deal with, especially other male teachers, is always so funny because they, I've had to be like, no, you, uh, especially with breakdancing is where I learned. A lot of breakdance teachers are men. And yeah. so when they're teaching girls how to break, it's the same as normal, but when ladies' time is a situation they have to deal with, they get super like, ah, and I'm like, that's the worst thing you can do and make is make it a bigger deal for them. Yeah. Calm down. You can't freak out because she's freaking out. And learning how, like, I remember the first time I had to, like, talk about that with a bunch of male teachers being like, yeah, no, this is a real thing. And they're like, you've had to do this, that I deal with girls in tights. Yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah. But freaking out doesn't help them. And so just, like, those conversations to have, like, with mentor and when you're mentoring people, like, I, again, those are the things you need. Because there's not a class on that. There's not a class on being no. a male dance teacher and something, teaching female And students. something's going to happen where you're going to have to have an awkward conversation with one of the kids or two of the kids one day. Or the conversation I often have to have with male teachers about teaching female students and correcting them. I, all of my, I've had some men ballet teachers, but, like, all of my... Like, I just had old school ballet teachers that, like, if you're in the wrong position, they put you in the right position. Yeah. And I was never bothered by that. But we live in a society where you have to be careful about that. And you have to ask. I always, at the beginning of the year, I'm always like, 
I might come around and I might physically yes. correct you or place your feet. And if you're not comfortable with that, you have to tell me because I'm on a lawsuit. Right. Or what? I, typically what I do, and I, I always teach this to, there's usually one or two kids in the class that I'm like, I know really well or like, you know, like I know mom or they know yeah. I'm never going to get, I don't have to worry about a situation with them. Yeah. Um, and they, I will use You're that like, student like to model. be like, oh yeah. Cause I'm like trying to explain the, the best example I can think of is like hip placement for, um, extension turns yeah. or extensions, raising the hip up and down. You kind of have to show within the inner thigh, like where your hip sits down, yeah. where that muscle's pulling from. And so I think of one of my students, I have no problem mentioning her name. Her mom's an avid listener. Um, one of my students, Andrea, she, I would literally like point to the ligament on her body yeah. and I said, like, this is the muscle that needs to tighten or this is the muscle that's too tight and needs to relax. And everyone's like, you got her leg in the air contorted. And I was like, Andrea, first of all, has amazing flexibility. So she ain't bothered. She's also been taking ballet since she was three. Right. So she, from the Russians. So she's used to like the tugging and the pulling. Yeah. And I'm like, the ha, this is what it is. So when I start doing it, she's not bothered, but it's, it has allowed other students to do that. And it's, Kind of one of the things I always teach male teachers, like, you got to learn to, one, be very, this is what I'm doing right now. And yes. I remember one of my mentees being like, I feel, like, so stupid doing that. And I was like, would you rather feel stupid or, like, have a lawsuit? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want that. Right. Goes, but some of know, those people. You know, that's completely right. Yeah. And, some, like, some people don't think, like, because, yeah, they're like, well, I feel uncomfortable saying that or asking that, so... It's super important. I think the biggest thing about mentoring and mentoring is not like, oh, yeah, this is how you create a warm-up. It's like, well, yes, there's that and, and saying, like, what you believe in, looking at their lessons and all of that stuff and helping them prep for auditions and shows. But it's more about how to navigate whatever world realm that, yeah, whatever world you're in. So Because one of, one of the things that I, I would have to realize, like I would say again, is that, like, I often teach in classrooms. I have to push into classrooms a lot. So I often explain to like a couple teachers, like I don't always do big, huge group numbers. I'll do like mixes where I can do smaller groups because it's easier for the classrooms to yeah. in. That is something that like, I recently, we had a group from Teachers College come in for some workshops. And that was the first thing one of the new teachers asked me about that. She was like, wait, you don't do big group numbers? I go... I can, and every now and then, if I really got a song I really want to, or they really want to, I'll do a big grammar. So, but I do smaller groups just because flipping desks and chairs eats up 20 minutes of my class. Oh, 100%. I said, so yeah. I can either eat, like, bite the bullet and just push chairs and use limited space and gain 20 minutes with them, or I can dance with, oh, like, I can flip chairs, take out the 20 minutes. Yep. It has not been worth it for me. Other teachers feel differently, you know? Yeah. I said other teachers have the kids discipline where they can come in and immediately do it. Mm-hmm. One of my classes I have that way now, but it's just like, it's a choice that you make. You find out what works for you, but like, this is my reasoning behind it. And I think that's the beauty of having a mentor or mentee. I agree. Um, well, that being said, let's move right along to our I'm sorry what moment. Yes. Um, I, I have a pretty good one. Nice. Go for so, it. So, um... I've had this happen a couple times, you know, kids, sometimes they come to dance and they're tired, it's at the end of the day, or it's the first thing of the day, and they don't feel like dancing, or they don't really feel good, so they'll do anything I can. I have a paper cut, I'm like, okay. My favorite is like, this is bleeding, I walk over, I'm like, it's not bleeding, you're fine. 
But today I was like annoyed because I got a class of third graders at the end of the day who are usually lovely. And I understand that they took a really big test today and they were exhausted and they had just come in from recess, which was the first time all day that they got to actually stand up and do something. So I get it. I do. But this kid walks in and there's not a problem and he like stands and all of a sudden He's like, oh, my knee hurts, my knee hurts. Like, I can't bend it, I can't bend it. I'm like, okay, so if you can't bend it, you wouldn't be able to be standing right now. Or walked up the stairs like you just did. I'm like, so what? He's like, can I have an ice pack? Because the kid's favorite thing in all the grades is like, they want an ice pack. They know where I I keep my ice pack. And I'm like, no, you can't have an ice pack. Like, sit down. So he kept being like, I need an ice pack. I need an ice pack. And I was like, you're not getting an ice pack. So finally I was like, I, like, help me understand what happened today. Like, how did you hurt yourself? He's like, oh, I was outside in recess and I, like, did X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, did you tell the teacher you got hurt? No. Did you keep playing at recess? Yeah. So now you can dance. No, but it just, like, it didn't hurt at recess. And, like, now it hurts. So I'm like, weird. So all of a sudden you came into class and it hurts. He's like, yeah, like, Miss Gunjo, it really, and again, he's usually a good kid, but he can get in his moods of, like, I just don't feel like dancing today. So then I'm like, well, if it hurts that much, it sounds like you can't go to basketball practice. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, but I mean, I'll see if it hurts during basketball. Like, I'll, I was like, you're going to sit out of basketball practice. He was like, I mean, if it still hurts, I guess I will. And I was like, no, like, I'm going to let, like, your, your basketball coach know, like, you couldn't do dance. You hurt yourself during Recess, so you can't you can't participate in practice today. And I was like, and then I told the whole class, I was like, let me be very clear, because a couple of them, you know, every once in a while they try to do this thing. I'm like, if you say you get hurt at recess, but you didn't tell a teacher, you didn't sit out at recess, you kept playing, a teacher doesn't come and tell me before class you hurt yourself, you need to sit out, you're fine. And also, to all of, like, our after-school, like, extracurricular, like, elite kids that we have for the older grades, I'm like, if you can't dance in class, you definitely can't participate in your elite club, especially when it's something like basketball practice. And all of a sudden he goes, I'm going to try my best. I was like, you uh, do that's that. That's what I thought. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I can't. I mean, like, I get it. I do. I'm sure I had moments when I was growing up where I just, like, would go to class and be like, I'm not in the mood today, so I'm just going to say I have a really bad stomach ache. But I'm like, I'm not in the mood. You're dancing. No. Um, I love dance, but I hate when schools overload their after-school program. Yeah. So I started at a new school, and I'm running a STEP program. When we originally sat down, I was supposed to work with middle school. Come to find out, this school has K through 8th, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but they were like, principal was like, mm, I have cheerleading coming up. Middle school has enough to do work with elementary. I said, cool, give me fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. Auditioned them yesterday. Those girls are amazing. I, girls and one guy. That's one great. guy. But those girls were amazing. Like, I have 18 really strong steppers. They picked up very, very quickly. Like, I'm loving it. Like, it's the end of the day and I'm super exhausted, but they're worth it. Like, I That's enjoy awesome. it. That's awesome. I get there today. And check in at the office. There's like, you're good to go. You have all your paperwork. Although there's one hiccup with another after school program. I'm going to go figure it out. The sec- One of the secretaries at the office said, I said, cool. I said, well, I have to get to the auditorium. They're, they're going to be there soon to start. We do our jumping jacks. We do our laps around the auditorium. Like, we're ready to start. And she comes and she goes, yeah. Any kid that's in this after school has to go to that after school. 
they cannot stay with you. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. We want to say a special thank you to our listeners. Our number keeps keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point PYT. You can email us at PYT20. Wow, I'm sorry. You can email us at, that's at state testing tiredness. <laughs> you can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. <laughs> and I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of the NYC Dance Teacher.